Listener Production. Another encouraging session for US stocks as they continue to build on earlier improvements. And Aussie shares are poised to open lower on Thursday ahead of key jobs data. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Thursday, the 16th of November. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Uh, US stocks have been able to build on what we have seen over the course of the last couple of days. The Dow up by about a half of 1%, the S&P 500 up by a third, the Nasdaq up 0.2. We don't mention, mention the Russell 2000 very often, Ryan, but this is a broader measure of US stocks. It takes in the smaller organizations and it's up by a half of 1% as well. So I suppose that's one of the things that stands out. We are seeing a broad rally for US stocks. What we saw was retail sales slowed in October down 0.1%. Markets were expecting a fall of 0.3%. But we also did see some upward revisions for the prior month in September. And that showed that the US consumer remains resilient. And then on top of that, prices paid to US producers unexpectedly declined by the most since April 2020. In the month of October, we saw producer prices dip 0.5%. A whole lot of things to unpack here, but really one of the big challenges for retailers broadly since the pandemic has been uh, effective inventory management. And there was quite a lot that investors liked when it came to Target's numbers last night. The revenue uh, fell by 4.2%. However, that number for the quarter was better than expected at $25.4 billion, and their earnings per share rose uh, from $1.54 to $2.10, which was way ahead of the market's expectations. They were looking for a number closer to $1.48 in terms of uh, earnings per share. So quite a good number there. We also saw shares of apparel company VF add 13.9% following a JP Morgan upgrade to neutral from underweight. So that company in particular is performing well at the moment. And certainly that does play into the discussion around some of these apparel makers. So, And we did see shares of Chinese e-commerce company JD.com jump more than 8% after posting third quarter adjusted earnings that came in ahead of analyst expectations. So overall, we are seeing positive numbers around the e-commerce and retail sector. Walt Disney shares gained 3.7% to top the Dow Jones after reports said activist investor ValueAct Capital had acquired a stake in the entertainment company. In terms of perceptions around the uh, the sector and the economy, so you've seen the New York Manufacturing uh, Survey, the uh, Empire State Survey, uh, up and down since April. Uh, it had a big jump last month, up 14 points, which is the biggest increase since April. What does that tell you? Is this an inflection point? Well, it's been prone to large month-to-month swings over the last two years, but was mainly due to stronger shipments. And however, we did see new orders contract for a second month and wavering demand. So I think the backdrop still for manufacturers is quite mixed. Of course, we have seen an improvement in supply chains, but of course, export markets remain quite fragile at the moment amid higher borrowing costs as well. So an improvement there, that's certainly something that we'll hang our hat on. But at the same time, uh, the outlook has deteriorated there. We need to uh, have a look at another couple of months. European markets did quite well. We generally saw the leading indices uh, trade around uh, one month highs. The UK market, which had a breather uh, the previous session, was up 0.6 of a percent thanks to some better inflation figures. The French market up by a third of a percent. German market up 0.8. And the broader measure, the stock 600, uh, the one month high with a gain of 0.4 of a percent as well. Those Inflation numbers out of the UK, better than expected, but then previous night we had those eye-watering wage numbers. 
it's a conflicted story in the UK at the moment, much like their politics. And annual consumer price inflation plunged to a lower than expected 4.6% from 6.7% in September. It was the smallest annual increase in two years and prompted investors to increase their bets on Bank of England rate cuts next year. One of the other things that stood out last night, Tom, was some commentary from Christian Horner, who runs Red Bull Racing's Formula <laughs> One team. Hey, it doesn't, it's not often that he gets into a uh, markets conversation. And world champion driver Max Verstappen has won 19 of 20 Grand Prix over the course of this season. And that's translating into higher sales for the energy drink. Red Bull is the second most popular energy drink brand in the world with 13% market share, trailing only Monster Beverage. The EU Commission lowered its GDP forecasts overnight. And the only reason I mention that is because of the contrast between the US and the European picture at the moment. So in the US, it feels like we're on the verge of an upgrade cycle. In Europe, we're still looking at downbeat expectations. That's, I think, worth looking at in terms of understanding where we are in the respective clocks of uh, different economies. Indeed. So Europe is teetering on the brink of recession. We did see German wholesale prices have their sharpest fall in almost three and a half years in October. That's another sign of easing inflationary pressures in Europe's largest economy. But there is a divergence between the US and Europe economically at the moment. There were some very good gains for the big industrial names, uh, particularly car makers doing well, BMW and Volkswagen up by about 2%. Siemens was up 2% as well. And we also had some better news out of China on the consumer side of things in the last day, and that helped the marquee luxury brand. So uh, LVMH up 1.7%, Hermes up by uh, just over a percent, and uh, Chris Dior up by a percent as well. We also saw sentiment relating to better than expected industrial production and retail spending out of China yesterday. So that provided some support for export-exposed European stocks. As far as the local picture is concerned today, Ryan, we've got the futures pointing strangely to a decline of around 0.1%, but we have got some very important numbers today with the October employment figures. So we had the wages update yesterday, which were slightly stronger than expected. At least the annual number was at 4%. And today we follow up with the latest jobs numbers for the month of October. Commonwealth Bank economists are expecting 20,000 jobs to be added during the month. The unemployment rate to remain around 3.7%, which is broadly at 50-year lows with a participation rate of 66.8%. So we'll be looking to see where there's some cracks when it comes to the labour market, a bit of a cooling there with those higher borrowing costs. But the expectation is for a continuation of solid jobs growth. So the previous month, we had uh, just short of 7,000 added. If we get 24 number this month, you kind of need 30,000 a month, don't you, for the unemployment rate to remain static? We do, particularly with the population growth as strong as it is at the moment. So the labour market has been a pillar of strength for the Australian economy. It's creating some headaches with wages growth for the Reserve Bank. Markets aren't pricing in a rate hike for December, but there's a 50% chance still that we'll see a rate hike by May next year, according to money markets. So the US dollar index had a little bit of an improvement last night. We saw a bump higher for 10-year and two-year government bonds in the US. They were each up by about 10 basis points, give or take. So that saw the two-year at 493, a 10-year at 455. Uh, The US dollar index is up by about a third of a percent. Uh, That has tended to just take the edge off commodity prices. Gold down by $3.30 to 1963 US an ounce. Oil prices down 2.2% to 76.58 US a barrel. Do you know the 
Energy Information Administration in the US is predicting a decline of gasoline consumption next year. Really? Mm. That's interesting. We did see US crude stocks lift by 3.6 million barrels last week to 421.9 million barrels, and that far exceeded analyst expectations of 1.8 million barrels. So we are seeing domestic crude production staying at record highs of 13.2 million barrels per day. So we are seeing a little bit of a lift there in supply, which is obviously undermining the oil backdrop. So another big day looms with those employment figures. Uh, Have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.